0: Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a bi-coastal book club where three book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one third of your host Sam Dixon. I am Sammy Skorstad. And I'm Maya Howie. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read list, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion.
1: The book of the moment for today's episode is We Were Liars by E. Lockhart. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which, of course, includes revealing the ending.
2: Readers of We Were Liars understand what it's like to have an unreliable narrator lead you directly to an unexpected ending, which is one of the biggest reasons we have decided to discuss it at length in today's episode. That and the fact that this book actually received a wide variety of opinions from the three of us, making for an interesting conversation— The author of We Were Liars, E. Lockhart, is an American writer of children's picture books, young adult novels, and adult fiction who is originally from Cambridge, Massachusetts, and Seattle, Washington. She is known best for The Ruby Oliver Quartet, which begins with The Boyfriend List, The Disreputable History of Frankie Landau Banks, and We Were Liars.
0: Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. "Quote: If anyone asks you how it ends, just lie. We are Sinclairs. We live, at least in the summertime, on a private island off the coast of Massachusetts. Perhaps that is all you need to know. Except that some of us are liars. That's it. That's the whole blurb. Uh, and somehow people actually picked up this book and thought, Ah, oh, you know, that sounds interesting. I'm going to go ahead and read that." Anyways, so without further ado, let's get into it. Who wants to start? Okay. I'd like to say that
1: um, I was one of those people who picked up that book, read the back, (laughs) and was like, you know what? That sounds interesting. And in my opinion, I was very wrong. So um, (laughs) I picked up that book uh, two years ago at a Barnes & Noble, and I remember it was on the bottom shelf um, for a reason. And (laughs) (laughs) I picked it up and read through it, uh, read through the back. And I was like, oh, this sounds mysterious and fun. Yes, I'm in. Let's do it. And um, now, fast forward two years, I've read it again for the second time and still greatly dislike this book. Well, you two did not read this back blurb. You heard about it on book Talk, mm-hmm. and you loved it. So I think that is comedy.
2: That is book comedy right there. This is I sat down to read this book at like three in the afternoon and four hours later, I was sobbing in my bed, like, just finished the book. My mom ran upstairs to come check on me because she thought someone died or something. And I was, she's like, what, what is it? What's wrong? And I'm like, it's the book. And she's like, well, put it down. Stop reading it. And I'm like, no, it's almost done. And it's so good. And I just personally love books that make me cry. Um, I think that's the mental illness in me, you know, (laughs) but, um, so that's, I, I was so shocked by the ending. I am amazed that people could actually see the ending coming because I did not. And that really emotionally destroyed me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love this book. So
0: (laughs) I also picked up this book because of book talk. I didn't know anything about it. I've been really into just reading books without anybody telling me anything about it. I like, you can tell, I can tell by the cover if it's fantasy or whatever, you know what I mean? But I've just been very much enjoying going into books blind. And I think one of the best examples of that being successful in my case was with this book. I had no idea what it was going to be about. Didn't even read the blurb. And I think that made me... Like, my ability to guess what was coming next, I think that helped prevent me from doing... Like, looking too much into it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the process of just enjoying the reading and not necessarily trying to figure it out. Obviously, this is a book where the author is trying to make you figure it out. But I just wouldn't have guessed the ending based off of her hints.
2: What were your theories throughout it? Did you... Because I... I can never read through a book and just and like not predict what's right. going to happen. Um and I do have a pretty good track record of seeing things coming even when like Sam, you don't see them coming. Yeah. <laughs> so frankly, I was disappointed in myself for not seeing this ending. But um I did like I was trying to fig- like trying to figure out what it could possibly be because we know she has There was this huge accident in summer of 2015. She has a brain injury. She's trying to remember what happened. And nobody will tell her what happened because the doctor said she has to come to these memories on her own. And so, like, with all these bits and pieces and the behavior of her family on this island. And it's summer and people are, like, crying and there's a new house. And it's weird. She hasn't been there since summer 2015. I was like, okay, well there's something about a boat, like maybe there was like a boating accident, she was in the water. Like, did she hit her head? Did someone rape
0: her? Like what what so, could it have been? In the beginning, for me, I thought it was some kind of sexual assault thing. Yeah. In the very beginning oh. because she made a comment that like she came she was curled up on the shore of the lake or whatever and she had none of her clothes with her. So, okay. Yeah right and later we find out that like she had like gasoline on her clothes and that's why she stripped them off or something like that, right but she was literally on fire so she took her clothes off and right ran but in. So in the beginning i i was thinking oh this is not good and then when there was all this like weird where not like tension with gat but where katie was frustrated that gat wasn't talking to her i was like oh my god did it have something to do with like at and there was some kind of sexual assault I thought that I thought that was maybe the direction it was going to but the more like the deeper into the book I got I was like oh I don't think that's what it was I thought Uh, she was dead honestly I didn't think she was dead for a little while for a little while I thought oh she's dead or maybe she's in a coma those were my thoughts
1: the only um theory I had through the book it's hard because I read it two years ago, so I did know how it ended. I remember hating that ending. You can't tell I didn't like this book. Um, and the only theory I had throughout the whole book was actually about Marin. is that the, that's the cousin's name right? Maren, Yeah Marin. Yeah. Marin. Marin. Yeah. So the only theory I had was when she started getting sick uh, towards the middle of the book, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, she's pregnant. That's obvious. I thought that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my only thing. I was like, oh, oh, gotcha. Gotcha, E. Lockhart. You're making her pregnant and it's a big secret. But honestly, the entire time um, reading the book, I already knew the ending. So I was just kind of seeing how she would get there. And um,
0: I didn't like the way she got there. Uh, Yeah, I also thought that Mirren was pregnant because she was making it, it was very, like, for me, if that had been true, then it had, it was very obvious, you know what I mean? Like, she was over the top making it, like, I mean, Mirren's sick, she doesn't want to go on the boat, she, like, doesn't feel well. She's really tired, like all these things. I was like, oh, this bitch is pregnant. Oh
1: my God. doesn't want to be around
0: the family. She's right. ashamed. Yeah. Right. I but
1: I do think that is what E. Lockhart wanted you to think with that. Yeah. I think that was her intention there um, because that leads you so far away from exactly what did happen to
2: her. Mm-hmm. Not only that, she ha- was just telling Katie all about, like, yeah, there's this guy I'm dating and we've been having sexual intercourse. And mm-hmm. Katie remembered thinking that was like a super weird. Boy way to say it like why not yeah that's say true sex like she yeah. kept saying sexual intercourse and obviously we know because she's dead and she's like didn't 15. actually yeah and she's 15 and obviously died a virgin so she doesn't know how to talk about sex really but um right. i I feel even dumber now because I didn't even think that Mirren was pregnant. I was like, oh, my God, does she have cancer? Like, what's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, we were wrong. You're not dumb. We right, were Right, yeah. So, well, <laughs> but now it's obvious that that, like, that was an intention with the author. Like, she was trying to make it seem like Mirren was pregnant, but I didn't see that. I was like, oh, no, like, Mirren's dying. She has some disease or something like that, which, yeah. But there was obviously evidence for other things?
0: So one of the things that I didn't like at the beginning of the book was how it's structured in this kind of weird verse to prose style. I'm not a huge fan of verse in my novels. If it's poetry, that's fine. But I, I don't know. I think it seems like it's drying too hard in a lot of ways when a text is like, she was alone on different lines. I just think it's kind of dramatic and I get the effect that she's going for, but for me it feels kind of cringey. Um, but one thing I did like about the writing at the beginning of the book is how uh, E. Lockhart described, has Katie describe her cousins and Gat like, in in such a way where she carries it throughout the book. Like Johnny, he is bounce, effort and snark, Mirren is sugar, curiosity and rain, and Gat uh, is contemplation and enthusiasm, ambition and strong coffee. Etc. Etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, I liked that in a sense because I think she didn't do a lot of describing with her cousin's physical features, not to mention like her other family members' physical features necessarily, aside from the fact that we know they're all like white and blonde and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but so I think it, it gives a lot more insight into the side characters to have like three describing words for each other, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And describing Gat as strong coffee, I think, is very accurate and also very symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would go with that. Symbolic. I, um, think- I will say this is backtracking. Sorry. Um, the one other like hint that I think um, E. Lockhart, that was a huge hint, gave to what would happen to the cousins um, was on page 69 when she talked this Sam (laughs) when she talks about Johnny broad shoulders and jeans and a pink plaid button down so old edges are frayed nails bitten hair cropped um gat in a warm worn green t-shirt from two summers ago his ready smile his way of leaning forward his dramatic nose Mirren's doesn't really add much but there's specifically does because it's talking about how old their clothes are um, and keeping them two years ago in those same clothes. And I think that's really important because from 15 to 17, you're not going to wear the same clothes typically. Um, and I think that was a very big hint that E. Lockhart gave to be like, Hey, they're in these same clothes from two years ago because they're if not I, alive anymore.
2: See, I saw that stuff. Cause so that is when she's finally arriving at the Island and They didn't come down to the dock to greet her. They were, like, off on the beach waving and excited to see her. But they were, like, I remember reading that they were the only ones that didn't come down to greet her on the dock. And they hadn't seen each other in over two years and hadn't communicated. So it was, like, okay, well, why didn't they come down to, like, give her a big hug? But I thought the old clothes thing was that they were, like, teenagers in this super wealthy environment kind of pushing against this like having to look perfect and like clean clothes because they did actually like did talk about that and especially with Gat and everything and trying to be more aware of wealth and materialism and just the expectations that were placed over them because they were Sinclairs and they had to look and be a certain way which is also just very much Martha Vineyard, East Hampton, right, the right. East Coast, old money family stuff. Um, so I like I totally overlooked that part because I thought that was just another way to characterize them as like, well, yeah, they're Sinclairs, but they're the young generation and they're like pushing against the like, prim and, prim and proper and wearing perfect clothes and looking perfect all the time.
1: I'm sure if I didn't know the ending, because I was very much just looking for things to give me hints at this point, because I already knew. That makes sense. So I think if I didn't know the ending, I would have looked past that. But I remember reading that and being like, wow, she literally told us this early on to the book, like not even a hundred pages in, she tells us that they're not alive anymore.
0: You know what's crazy? Uh, Another hint that is literally like a hint, but we wouldn't have known it until the very end, is on page 35. Katie is talking about how summer 15, she went swimming at the tiny beach alone, where, where Gat, Johnny, Mirren, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she says, we had been playing a lot of Scrabble at Redgate, which is true, that night, right? They were playing like yeah. games and stuff at Redgate. And then she says, they were probably there, or they could have been at Claremont, listening to the ants argue and eating uh, beach plum jam on water crackers. Didn't, isn't that like what happened that night? Like Katie and Gat had gone to sneak into Claremont and the ants were like arguing and then they yes. left.
1: Yes, Yeah, you're right. Wow. Isn't yeah. that crazy? That, that's yeah. on page 35.
2: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> There's <are> so <laughs>
0: many hints. Yeah. Also the other biggest hint that I think if I was paying more attention, I probably would have gotten on uh page 36. She's talking... Katie's talking about uh, going to the hospital, right? And she said that her symptoms while she was at the hospital were hypothermia, respiratory problems, and most likely some kind of head in, it, it, head injury. Jesus Christ. Uh, but oh, fucking no. respiratory problems for the I smoke!
2: Thought, dude, no, but I thought that meant she, like, half drowned, and so she had water in her lungs. Because they found right. her... So, I mean, <laughs> like... Both explanations made sense. So so I was like, okay, hypothermia, she was in the water, cold. Head injury, she hit her head on a rock when she was in the water, cold. And when she was in the water, cold, after she hit her head, she ingested a shit ton of water. So yeah, she has respiratory issues. So I didn't, like, I I never considered a fire whatsoever. But the one thing that really stuck with me was why the heck wouldn't her, um, the cousins respond to any of her emails over the last two years i was like she kept reaching out to them sending them things because she was also going through that like i'm not gonna have any items of my own i'm gonna be a complete minimalist she kept donating things um and she was like sending nostalgic items that she was finding to the cousins and never once got a response back so like for me when I did find out what the ending was and that they were all dead, I was like, well, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, how did I not see that? That's like no shit. They didn't respond. They were dead. Yeah. And that was the one that like really got me of like, why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say one
1: other one that I noticed um, was when Katie remembers uh, pictures in her head rather than the full sequence of events and one of the first pictures that she remembers is uh Mirren holding a gas can with chipped gold nail polish i remember reading that and being like of course she's wearing she's holding a gas can like of course she's doing that.
0: yeah and i think sammy and i probably had the same thought with the gas can which was like oh it's for the boat because i also thought it had something to do with the boat i thought katie's problem had something to do with the boat
2: and I remember texting you while I was reading it because you had finished it like a day or two before. And yeah. I was like, what happened on the boat? Was it something that it must, it has something to do with the boat. It has to do with the boat. And you were just like,
0: I'm not telling you anything. So <laughs> I, I devoured this book in like three hours. I was yeah. like, I started it and I was like, yeah, I'll read half today, half tomorrow. And then I just couldn't put it down. So Exactly. Yeah, this book.
1: This book took me a week just to get through, and the only reason I could get through it was because I knew we had to record. So <laughs> I, I just hated it, and I also tell us how ago, you really feel. You know, um, two years ago when I first read it, about um, halfway through, I started writing in a book um, about how much I hated it. Through so throughout half of the book, I'm just talking about how much I hate it. And your so, poor book, That's I know. So and sad. you know what is even <laughs> more tragic is the fact that. I opened the book to start it, dreading it. Like, I'm already upset that I'm starting this book. And I look and I sent a picture to both of you because uh, E. Lockhart signed my copy. And (laughs) I I have slandered her book throughout the entire thing because – and she has signed it. And I was looking and I was like, no way. It's probably just printed on, like probably just how everyone's book looks. And I looked on the other page and it was like Sharpie bled through. And I was like, oh – okay, she personally signed this book only to, for it to get sent out and for me to absolutely deface her words.
0: So, <laughs> so sad. Um, another thing, like another hint that's dropped uh, is in part two, which is like the shortest part of the whole book. It's like 30 pages total, right. I think. Um, and it's when Mirren's little brother calls Katie because Katie's going back to Beechwood uh, for the summer. And Mirren's little brother calls Katie and is, like, saying stuff that, like, Down is haunted. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, just, you know, talk to Mirren and stuff like that. And he never addresses the fact that Mirren's not there. Yeah, well, because... that is interesting. But he, she,
2: he isn't allowed to. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the, whole, the whole family has been told you're not allowed to say what happened and he even i think he even told her like the aunties told us we can't tell you or like we can't talk about what happened Mm -hmm. and um yeah that was uh, but i also overlooked the whole being haunted because i'm like oh he's a little kid and he thinks there are ghosts and it's an old island like whatever okay
0: yep i thought the same thing i totally looked over it like it did not stand out to me in the slightest (laughs) yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm. so funny being able to look back and be like, wow, how did I not see it? Because we've talked about at least like seven different hints that she, that Lockhart put throughout this, basically the whole book. And um, I even, I could tell the way I wrote in it before. I had no idea until the very last page. So
0: that's fair. Um, So somebody from our Discord named Sierra asked um, for us to talk about what were our different theories throughout the book we've kind of been talking about that already. But I, th- I do think my biggest theory was that Katie was in a coma. Like something happened and Katie was in a coma. That's fair.
2: I just thought okay. something happened with the boat. That, that was as far as I got. I was just like, I have no clue. Something must have happened with the boat.
0: Like my only other uh, theory regarding the book was that like she never actually had cousins. Oh. oh.
1: That's interesting. You thought she like created them?
0: Yeah, like it was it was she got some kind of like brain damage from something that happened. And then her imagination created like her th- her cousins. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's very interesting.
0: To like that would have like liked- put in place of the trauma. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. I understand.
2: So I I thought too, with like the potential of sexual assault, like I I think it was very um I guess, reasonable to believe that, like, of course she blocked that out because that was a terrible trauma if she was raped or something, like, along those lines happened to her. So I thought it was, like, okay, something to do with the boat, uh, some, like, direct trauma to her. I didn't think it had anything to do with the cousins. Like, I thought the reason she was alone on that beach, it was, like, oh, the cousins weren't there. And so, like, maybe they feel guilty for not having been there to protect her or something Mm -hmm. you know but beyond that i was just and then that's why when i read the ending i was like whiplash of like what like um what i yeah even i was so i was so emotionally destroyed i would like even in the back of my head i was like please i want the last line to be Uh, And then I woke up and all my cousins were there smiling at me and nobody was dead because I was (laughs) so sad, which I'm glad that didn't happen. But in the moment, I was like, this is the biggest tragedy. I have never cried so hard from a book. I want them to be alive. I just want them to be alive.
1: I am so shocked that you guys cried in this book. I I cried. I I, I didn't. I just... In the last one, in Achilles, I didn't really cry. And in this one, I didn't cry the first time I read it or this time. I was just, like, glad it was over.
0: I think we I'm need just... to pick a book that's going to make Maya cry. But, like, without I think... telling her it's going to make her cry so that it makes her cry on surprise.
2: I'm, I think I'm just mentally unstable and I cry at, like, almost every
0: book. So and That's fair. I also cry at everything. Like, something, yeah. something meaningful could happen in a book, too, and I would cry. So I think that's fair.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry I cry for I cried in the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I cried I think I did Ooh. cry a little bit with Cersei definitely cried with um the invisible life of Addie LaRue I just cry I am a big crier and... I've cried a
0: little bit in Addie LaRue and I'm not done with it yet so oh
2: end. I usually oh. am a crier so this does surprise me but I,
0: right, I need something sad I'll, I'll be I'll be cooking up something good for you Maya don't worry
2: Maybe they both die at the end will make us cry.
0: Perhaps. Or I feel like they probably both die at the end.
2: Well, okay. Smartass. But it's supposed to be sad. (laughs) Before we move on to discuss the end of the book, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. So when did, okay, Maya's exempt from this question, but Sam, when did you
0: start crying? Um, I started crying at the exact same spot you started crying at. Yes. Uh, When Katie learns from Gat that she, or like she discovers and then talks to Gat about the fact that they, she didn't realize that when she burned down the house, the the Claremont house, when she burned down the Claremont house, that the dogs, some of the dogs were still inside
2: and they died and, and they she died. she burned them to death and stop, that oh, I,
0: stop.
2: I, <laughs> so i started crying then and i did not stop until like 45 minutes after i finished the book <laughs> so <laughs> there is no way that's the truth maya did you not cry at the dogs um, the dogs
1: really did rock me. I will say, I was like, "Oof, that sucked to read," but I just, <laughs> I just, I don't even know. I genuinely think this book is exposing how artless I am, but I just couldn't <laughs> do it. Like, I, I was like, "Okay, all right." And even the first time I read it, I didn't cry.
0: What? wild. I at the second I realized that that's why the dog like they were missing a couple of the dogs and stuff and how kind like her grandfather was too when she first came back to mm-hmm. you just told me the name of the place and I forgot Beechwood. but the island where they go Beachwood Beachwood uh even the part where she first re- Katie first returns to Beachwood and her she's like where are the the dogs or whatever and the grandfather's like oh you know they passed away last summer or something. Right. And I was like, "Huh, oh, that should have been indicative of something, right?" But no, it wasn't. Well,
2: that and the fact that the the new house was there and it was all modern and yeah! it was missing. It was missing all the personal things that were in the old house. So even if they did decide to tear it down and, and build a new, yeah, and remodel, like they would have had pictures and like it was. What were what were the things? Like it was
0: um. It was like deer heads. Stash, or yeah, like deer yeah.
2: heads, like that type of stuff and stuff that like her grandma and grandpa both really loved. And so she's like, I can't imagine that they would get rid of those and that he would get rid of those and the aunts would let them get rid of those. So
1: especially because those things were really important to the grandpa, especially like I yes. remember there mm-hmm. being a conversation between him and Katie and him saying like, you will not tell me what I can and what I have to get rid of. You just will not. Right. Right. Because those things were important to, to what they call her Granny Tipper, right? Yeah, right. Those yeah. things were important to Tipper, and he loved Tipper. So, um, I was really, I thought that was a pretty big hint as well. And I was really surprised when they were talking about how this new modern, um, out of place house just casually replaced, uh, the old, this old the old,
2: the timeless family home, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I cried with the dogs and then. But then Gat says, that's not it. Like, there's more. And Katie's like, what more could there be? I killed two dogs. Like, what
0: else happened? (laughs) At that point, I started to think, like, maybe it was one of the little cousins. Right. I was thinking that, too. Because I was like, oh, my God, I I don't think the author ever, like, specifically said how many little cousins there were. Well, to the point. At no part in the at no point in the book did I think that it was that she was talking about Gat and Johnny and Mirren. because I was like, they've been with her the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you imagine how crazy she probably sounded to her like aunts and her mom? Like her mom was probably so over it. I hated I her, think, mom, I yeah, hate but her mom. I I can't imagine being her mom and going through this.
0: Yeah, and I think also like and this part was for sure some hardcore foreshadowing but i think it's johnny's mom she can hear out at night walking around calling for johnny yeah and then the next day she says did you find johnny and the mom's like what yeah Yeah, that's a good point i forgot about that part like that Uh, was such foreshadowing obviously she's like mourning her son and like this is the place that he died and it would be intuitive of her to like walk around calling for him after the accident happened you know it makes sense but and and they always talk
1: about like you like her mom saying like act okay you are okay because you can be like because you can be right because you lived Exactly. And also, like, that's their whole mindset, the whole family. All of the aunts lost their lost their kids. Yeah, the Sinclairs, their mindset is you're alright because you can be. Because you're a Sinclair, you can be.
2: Right. Right. Which is uh, again, very, like, East Coast like, mm-hmm. Martha's Vineyard, Hamptons, blah blah blah. And I know that because I, I actually worked with a family over there, and everything, like, appearance is everything and appearing not only like physical appearance but appearing to other families like that of being a perfect family and we all get along so well and the kids are super smart and they do these activities and it's like that is such an east coast like wealthy family Culture. i would
1: argue it's a lot of wealthy families as well that's true, um, that's true i think it is you're right mostly east coast like the whole picture mentality but i would yeah. say a lot of families with money want to look perfect because of their money and because they can buy their way into looking perfect
0: mm-hmm. um
1: so I, I do see that evident with people here too as well yeah i would
0: fair. yeah i i i would definitely say that uh like sammy's example not example necessarily but sammy's like experience is definitely closer to the experience of the book but but like maya's saying not exclusively like this because even in states that like to be rich in that state is nothing in new york right you know what i mean right like like middle america states Mm -hmm. uh even even people who make like what (laughs) what i make in a year In New York, you know what I mean? In those states, that's like, oh my but we're rich, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But we're but we're rich. So we can't we can't we would never be caught wearing not expensive clothing and we all of our cars have to look nice and our entire house has to look nice and you know, or because this is how it is.
2: And also like I I think it was one of the first pages, I think or it was the first page of the book where it was like we don't have addictions. We don't have mentors, right. like yeah. all of that stuff. And like, we don't have issues because we are perfect. And there is no reason for us to have issues because we have money and because we have these resources. And I'm in like the, uh, when Katie's dad left and her mom was like, Sit, like Stop crying. You're okay stand up like we're we're moving on like there is there's no reason to mourn this we just we move forward and that is it and you're not allowed which is so fucked up for so many reasons um but just like literally everything that would happen it was just nope we're fine nope we're fine we have to look fine we have to be fine and then obviously this huge tragedy where three people die. And the house is gone down. The dogs. Can't forget about the dogs. The dogs. But. And they still. Like. You would think it would take longer. To get over. But like two years later. And they are pretty okay. You know. And. But it definitely. Like it's just interesting. The. Like we're okay. We're okay. Nothing shakes us. Nothing can shake us. And then boom. Let me just kill a bunch of people. I mean on accident. But still.
0: You know, what's crazy, Sammy, is now that you mentioned the first page of the book again, the Mm -hmm. like E. Lockhart literally tells us everything in the first page. Like no one is a criminal. She's a criminal. Katie's criminal because she committed arson Mm -hmm. and killed people inadvertently, but still killed people. Uh, No one is an addict. She becomes an addict for the medication she's put on. Sorry, My right, mom and right.
1: my aunts are alcoholics, too. So, Oh, right, right. right. She, yeah. she
0: says no one is a failure, even though she literally, like, their one thing that they were trying to do failed, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, she also says it doesn't matter if divorce shred- shreds the muscles of our hearts so that they will hardly beat without a struggle. It doesn't matter if trust fund money is running out, if credit card bills Whoa. go unpaid on the kitchen counter. It doesn't matter if there's a cluster of pill bottles on the bedside table. Wow. Like, wow! Wow! Like very specific. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow.
1: yeah. Well, also, um, like,
0: yeah, uh, I
1: was gonna say something, something about the first page, about like money really can just buy you out of everything, like mm-hmm. in their in
0: their world. Um. What I was gonna say though, on, in in, in that same vein, right? So I have a question because okay. I did not. Come up with this question myself. I actually was watching a couple of YouTube videos prior to uh, having our discussion because I was like, I don't really remember what happened in the book, so <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick look. Anyway, somebody else raised this question in one of their videos. Um, so at the end, right, we learned that Gat, Johnny, and Mirren are all dead. Yeah. So when Katie is talking to them during the book, are they ghosts or? Are they hallucinations? Because she's on a lot of drugs.
1: Oh. Hallucinations. I, I thought that was,
0: that's what I thought
1: the entire time. Because
0: I thought ghosts. And then I realized, well, she's on a lot of drugs. So maybe they were hallucinations.
1: Yeah, I thought it was from all of her drugs. They were just like what she created because that's what she knew and that's what she expected. And she also needed that closure to get there.
2: Right. I, I didn't even consider the drugs. I didn't think they were ghosts. Like, I didn't necessarily think this was, like, a supernatural type right. of book, you know, uh, in that sense. I thought it was purely from the trauma because trauma can, like, we've seen in a lot of TV shows and other things, like, people who've lost loved ones can still kind of see them yeah, um, after the death if they haven't been able to, like, really cope with it. And so I thought it was something along those lines. And it was just purely in her mind, like, this is how she has to cope with it. This is how she has to come to terms with it, you know? Um, I, yeah, so I – but, like, shit, that makes a lot of sense that it was because of the drugs. Like, she was on some
0: heavy drugs. She was so – and she was pop – she was popping those pills, too. She no, was no cap, popping like. those pills. And in the way that Katie's character even describes her own drug, she's like, I don't need it, but I will take one, you know, like things like this. So trying to hint at, but again, Katie is an unreliable narrator in the entire book because she literally doesn't remember the trauma and also has these hallucinations from the, the fact that she's taking so many drugs. Did she
2: actually have like a head trauma or was it just a result of the trauma? Like,
0: did she? I think she had it. I think it was both. Yeah. She hit her her head 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 or something. Yeah. Did
2: she actually hit her head? I think so. I think in the water. And also, if
1: you're drowning, you can also have some head trauma to that, too. Right.
2: Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, what surprised me is, I mean, I guess this is what the whole intention of, um, the fire and setting the fire was because all the ants were fighting over the money, and right. they were fighting over things in the house, and so it's like we're just gonna take it away, there, and then they won't have anything to fight over anymore, and which event like not only did they take that away, they took their kids away, and but the ants bonded over their grief, and so that brought them together. I mean, so ultimately, it did what they intended to do. So although they like technically they failed because three people died and the dogs um it did do what they intended to do well i was just so surprised at like how kind all the aunts were to katie like she's obviously all the other kids played a role in that john johnny mirin and gat they went in with the intention of burning the house down as well but Katie fucked up and she burnt the first floor before everyone else could get out. And Do they know that, though. Oh, probably not. But, like, yeah. even just, like, the fact that she was the only one that survived, like, I would blame her a little bit, especially in my grief. Like, how did they go past that and just forgive her and, like, well, she's the living, she is the only living one, so at least she's alive, you know? I think part of that
0: though is you have to remember that Katie doesn't remember what happened. So right. They don't know what happened. They don't know what happened. They don't know yeah. that Katie wasn't supposed to start the fire on the first floor and she did. They they could all just be oblivious to that fact and think that all the kids had accidentally like lit the place on fire or on and purpose got stuck. lit the place on fire and got stuck and Katie happened to get out.
2: Right. That's true.
0: They don't know that she is the villain At you know film, in a yeah, way yeah That's um true. that is true somebody from our discord uh said that there was a scene in the book describing why the characters like all the the cousins and stuff are called the liars, but it was taken out of the cop of like right. the books before it I like was published
2: but why? I want to know
0: why because I don't know why they were called they called why are they liars.
2: liars. They call Is themselves it because, the
0: liars. because uh, if we're going to be very technical here, right, obviously I think it's referencing, I mean, not obviously, I think it's reference, referencing the fact that they are not telling Katie what happened, like the cousins who are dead and hallucinations oh, are not no, telling no. Katie what happened. But However, that, that's omitting, that's omitting, they're omitters, not liars. Oh, good but God. not
2: only that, they <laughs> called themselves the liars before that even happened. Like when they were like 10 years old, they started calling themselves the liars.
0: So I don't know.
2: I don't know why they're called lives. I think maybe because they're like they lived. I think it might have to do with because E Lockhart definitely focuses on when they were when they came together on this island every summer. It was a completely different life from what they lived like during the school year, Mm -hmm. and they they were their own family when they went to this island every summer, and so it was like almost living a lie away from the rest of society almost and they would do like little trips into Martha's Vineyard or like um whatever like little towns off of the island but it was almost like a lie just being there kind of and doing their own thing completely and not only that like within like from the family but even just the kids themselves and that little group that they created. Um, they were something else entirely when they were there that's like over the summer you
0: think okay what i was gonna say do you think it could also have something to do with the fact that like their families say like yeah Yeah. you're sinclair's you need to you know even if you're feeling like this pretend you're not
1: well i mean from that first page like you guys pointed out earlier she's lying from the very first page, right? Mm -hmm. Right. We are not, we are not criminals. You are criminals. We are not drug addicts. We are not, you know, you, everything is a lie. Everything in that book is a lie until the very
2: end. But she didn't call the whole thing, like everyone liars. It was like that little group of Gat, Mm -hmm. Johnny, Mirren, and Katie, they called themselves the liars, which is really, I, I, I would like to know what that scene was that she, that was taken out that explained it. Um, Yeah, I
0: think it's a weird narrative choice to not include the point of the book, (laughs) you know? like
2: (laughs) What did you, I know they kind of addressed um, the whole Katie when she was like literally getting rid of all of her possessions. And I thought that had to do with um, Gat kind of getting through to her and she coming to like realizing she was in love with Gat and she wanted to be with Gat. And Gat made her aware of like physical possessions and minimalism, and we don't like the excessive wealth that the family had. And she was like, I don't need all this stuff. And then That's... they addressed it near the end, like after she figured it out, like what happened. She was, it was like mentioned, it was how she dealt with the grief, um, like subconsciously just getting rid of things. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I thought that was an interesting thing.
1: No, I just... I, this is a very side note, but I'm just realizing we didn't talk about Katie and Gat this entire time. Mm. Like, not once. We haven't even mentioned them.
2: <sighs> okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even, like, a little bit. Uh, Katie and Gat fell in love in Summer 15. And even before then, they were... um In like Friendly, friendly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, the romance... I don't know. I hate 15-year-old romances. I'm not a fan of them at all anymore. Um That's no fair. offense. No offense to the people who do like those. I'm just not 15 anymore. So <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the romance part of the story was very secondary obviously to the to the right, right. plot, but it was key because it part of the reason that they all decided to burn down the house just because the grandfather's racist and doesn't like Gat and Katie likes Gat. That's that is true. And there's a love there that was strong enough to burn things.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it. I oh. was over it. They were so back and forth and I get it. they're fifteen. Well I he it. also
0: was dead. So
1: that before that he wasn't. Before he was when he was fifteen he wasn't, but he was still back and forth then. And um, I think the reason he like stayed back and forth to if I guess it depends on if he's a ghost or a hallucination, because if he's a hallucination in her mind, she probably wants him to be constant. But if he's a ghost, then it would make sense why he was so back and forth.
2: I was thinking this. I was thinking about this because not only that, like they it's obvious through the behavior of the cousins and that that they knew they were dead the whole time. And they were there with the intention of guiding Katie to the truth, and that, that's a good um, point. That closure. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do still think, like, I don't think they were ghosts. I think it was a hallucination, but it was her subconscious, like, like because the memories were there. So it was kind of like the gentle way that her subconscious brought her to that, you know. And so, it still was GAT and GAT and the GAT in her head. Like, she knows they're dead, but she doesn't know they're dead. So, it, it makes sense that those, um, that knowledge was also within the, the, go- like, the ghost people, or, um, the dead cousins, you know? Right. Yeah, that makes
0: sense.
2: I think what was so heartbreaking, too, was not only not being able to even fathom the grief that Katie would have had when she realized that they were all dead, um, But also just the loss of, like, she, her and Gat could have done, like, lived a life together, and traveled, and seen things, and Gat could have kept reading, and doing all these things, and Mirren, and Johnny, and all that stuff, like, I, I was excited for them to grow up together, and become adults, and I, so, like, I felt that loss, too, which is another reason why I sobbed my eyes out, but. I just kept thinking, I'm like, oh my god, like, because they talked a lot about what they wanted in life, and the things they wanted to do, and Mirren died a virgin, and I don't know about the other ones, but it was just fucking sad that they, and we got to see them post-death, and, or, and like, kind of get to know them more post-death, and it was just like, oh shit, like, their lives are over, and they're not going to be able to experience anything else.
1: And yeah, I- you you are making a good point about um, E Lockhart really giving you these young children that are yeah. fifteen, and giving you also them telling you exactly what they want out of their lives, and they want to be with. Mirren talks about how she wants a boyfriend so
2: bad, and how she right. wants to be
1: with someone, and you're given these like opportunities to be like, oh, I'm so excited to read about when that happens for them.
2: Right, right. And then psych, they're dead. And I know, like when she was talking about Europe and stuff. And the cousins got frustrated with her because she was complaining about it. And she was like, I just wanted to be here last summer, but I had to go to Europe. And I, I just remember staring at the floor and blah, blah, blah. And the cousins were getting frustrated because they're like, you got to go to Europe. You got to live. And you keep just complaining that you were staring at the floor because you had a migraine or whatever. And... So that was another thing when it was like, okay, well, they're going to be able to go to Europe one day too. That's what I was thinking in the moment of like, why are they getting so heated about this? Like, they're still rich. They still have a future. They can still go to Europe. But then it's like looking back, it's like, oh, that's why they got mad because they can't go to Europe. I have um, a question.
0: I remembered what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I it, This is just a, a technicality that I have a question on, but... Gat's dad is dating slash proposed to Johnny's mom. Not Wouldn't... dad. It's Not like, dad?
2: Ne- it's like, that's his uncle. Because it's the nephew. Like, Gat is the nephew. I remember that being a big thing. Because I think his dad died and his mom is like a single mom. And so over the summers, her brother and Gat's uncle would take him with them.
0: But I thought Johnny's mom took them with them.:
2: Right, because Johnny's mom is dating Gat's uncle
0: so he's okay, so what if they it, what if they had actually gotten married then wouldn't that like technically mean that they that Katie and Gat were like cousins to be
1: Well, because he was the nephew that's what I think that's how Sammy's saying it too. I think that was why E Lockhart didn't just have him be the son. He's the oh. nephew of. Mm-hmm johnny's aunt's boyfriend
0: that's fucking confusing yeah (laughs) it was a stretch i I think yeah yeah, i think there were a lot of aspects of that of this book that were a stretch upon like looking at it for a second time like the fact that the whole time they're called liars and they don't include why they're called liars and then the extreme stretch of why because it it like it makes it she could have just said it was one of johnny's friends from school
1: that's a yeah. big thing to take out, too. The entire title is based around, wh- like, what for what, you know? And so yeah. for E. Lockhart to take it out and then to keep the title the same is a very odd choice, I think.
2: You did this for what?
0: You but did this why? for what? <laughs> why not?
2: But why? It, you know, it doesn't say
0: anything about cat in the back. So, yeah, because he wasn't in the family. He's not a Sinclair. I know, but he, like, almost... Kind of. Yeah, but he he couldn't was. be. Like, she
1: had to make it that he couldn't be so that he, could she could make love. it acceptable for Katie and Gat to fall in love. It's a yeah. little
0: weird. That's some white people yeah. shit. I'm not going to front. Yeah.
1: But it had to be also that it would be his uncle so that race would play a, a factor as well because of Katie's grandpa's race.
0: Right. I, right. I feel... I feel like she could have literally just made it like one of Johnny's friends from school. Like a Johnny. But that no, the would uncle, take
1: away from the race. Like that would take away from the fact it that like is a No, but the white. uncle
2: because the, the grandpa, like, she couldn't marry Gat's uncle because he wasn't white and because that would like look bad. He's
0: not really been racist Gat though.
1: But that would, yeah, that would have, like, that affected that greatly with Katie. Like, he specifically with Katie was like, no, because I'm seeing how my uncle is with your aunt and it's not allowed.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That
1: makes sense. You know? So it's more personal that way.
2: Right. Mm. And, like, this could never be our future. Like, I, we could never be together because there's literally a Sinclair dating someone like me who is attached to my family and they cannot be together, really. So it's literally a picture of them in the future that and it doesn't work you know
0: again some white people shit yeah <clears throat> yeah be the facts, though. it appears we have reached the part of the episode where the three of us come up with a final overall rating for the book ratings are set to a five-star scale and will be averaged out between the three of us at the end did you like the emphasis there guys i was trying to sound like i have energy
2: yes yes
0: all right amazing uh sammy you go first
2: okay so right when i finished this book like literally still sobbing well, I was like, This is a five, this is 100% a five. Oh but my god, I shut up, <laughs> it's not your turn, <laughs> <laughs> it's not your turn yet. Um, so immediately, I'm still sobbing, my head hurts because I'm like convulsing. Um, I thought it was a five, and then. But, like, after talking about it, thinking about it, like, I had time to cool down. I'm not crying. I, I give it a four. I enjoyed it, but there were some parts that were, like, a little questionable. I want to know why they were called We Were Liars, or, like, why they were called Liars. Um, yeah, so I, I say four.
0: So, okay, I'm going to let myself go next, but I'll introduce... Oh, Sam's rating next. Um, oh. I also thought it was a 5 when I finished it. And upon discussing it, I almost want to give it a lower rating, but I kind of want to give it the cuz it really like now I've had time to reflect, but in the moment while I was reading, like the shock that I had, that was a 5. That's why I'm going to keep my 5 rating because a book is when you're reading it and then also when you're thinking about it later. And I think I think that Sam in the moment loved it. And was shocked by it. You're up, okay, Maya.
1: Well, honestly, I didn't hear the
0: end of Sam's rating, but I, I am going gonna...
1: to... Dang it. I really thought I was going to convince you to be lower.
0: Nah.
1: Um, okay. Well, you can't win them all. Anyway, um, <laughs> I am going to give this book a one and a half <laughs> star. Oh <laughs> okay. I hated it the first time I read it to the point where I literally threw it across the room and i hated it the second time i read it it was a chore the first time i read it it took me 2 days the second time it took the full week and i only finished it because i had to and um i didn't like it and i would never read it again or recommend it to anyone so
0: Damn. you said a 1.5 yes that's horrible anyways oh okay so our final rating <laughs> so our final rating is a 3.5 oh my god I, uh, you know what?
1: Actually, that's it, it doesn't deserve that high of a rating, in my opinion, so <laughs> it won.
0: I think that the balls that you have to have a signed copy of this book, to slander this woman within her own work, and then... To give it a 1.5 is fucking hilarious so i respect so to it know
1: that on book talk people love this book like i haven't seen yeah yet, like people say bad things about this and i am just honest here in saying that i hate it like i hated it two years ago i hate it now it nothing's changed um uh i don't know what i liked i liked the dogs until they died
2: oh i mean dogs can do no wrong
0: Okay, I think this is where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to say thank you for listening. There are so many different ways to spend your time these days, and we are extremely thankful that you've chosen to allocate some of your time with the three of us. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to get back to you. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I'm Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Skorstad. I'm Maya Howey. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Call Me By Your Name by Andre Aciman. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.